Coming up next on the Jeff Crilly Show, there is an epidemic of quiet quitting happening across the globe. It's because they haven't read this book yet. Fix your why. The author just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. So as you saw in that open, I, I did TV news for 25 years and I got to a place where I was just languishing. I wasn't fulfilled. That's because I didn't fix my why. I had to and I quit and uh, I have on set today uh, Billy Ryan, the author of Fix Your Why. I love the title, by the way. Tell Thank us, you. Uh, How did you come up with that? Well, I have to give my publisher, Michelle Robinson, a lot of credit for that. Um, it was not the original title of my book, uh, but the content of the book is really focused on helping people live a better life. And uh, Fix Your Why is something that grabs people's attention and it helps me focus the content that I can give people. Tell everybody a little about your background so that they know of the credibility that you bring to this book. Great, thanks. Um, grew up in the home building business. Uh, my father and mother founded a company in 58. Um, I started working in the business when I was 10. Uh, doing whatever I could. Uh, it was probably a nuisance uh, to my dad a little bit. Um, but every summer I'd find a, a job to do. It helped me make some money, but uh, also was something that I loved to do. After uh, a year of law school, joined the company full time and uh, did various things. I had a degree in accounting from the University of Notre Dame, so I started there, which was kind of interesting because didn't really want to be an accountant. Uh, turned out to be a great experience. I computerized the business, uh, learned the value of my accounting degree, uh, came back to the business, uh, started one of my own companies, and then came back to the business in 89 uh, in a sales and marketing role, grew the business from 500 homes to 1,500 homes wow. in two years. Yeah, I was uh, in a builder group with some senior guys from the industry, and uh, they all told me I couldn't do what I was doing, but I was doing it. Um, I didn't think, I wasn't focused on that kind of growth. I was focused on what I think was doing things the right way, but um, I had a very strong why and maybe a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. We're going to put the book cover up on the screen so you can see it's a beautiful um, cover. And I think sometimes you can judge a book by its cover. So let's talk about quiet quitting because we have this, you know, epidemic of young people mostly who get to a point where they just, they, they don't have a why. And so rather than just quit uh, the Johnny Paycheck song, you know, take this job and shove it, they, they languish. They just continue to sh show up and get a check, but they're just doing the minimum to get by. Does your book address that? Well, sure. Uh, 
It, it actually encourages people to think about why they're doing what they're doing. If you're not passionate about what you're doing, if you, I can't even conceive of quiet quitting. To, to be in a position, to be in a job, to be in a role where I wasn't passionate about what I was doing, I didn't feel like I was, I had an opportunity to be the best that I could be, I wouldn't stay in that role. Outstanding. Well, as I was doing homework for the show, I found a, a nice little sizzle reel. Let's go ahead and roll that now. If I asked you what your why is, do you know what it is? Fix Your Why is so much about enabling people with great ideas to execute those great ideas. Because I think we'd all agree this world could be a better place, right? But I wanted a life of significance where I wasn't trying to prove anything to anybody. I was trying to make a contribution to the world. The first step when you want to fix your why is to seek change. It might be change in the way your company operates. It might be change in the products that you create and the way that you compete in the marketplace. In the ways that you can enrich your own life and feel more fulfilled. I believe that every emotion we have is preceded by a thought. I believe intention is everything. Very powerful. We can make the choice in every moment the political life of our dreams. But we have to know what that means. We have to know what that dream is. We have to be committed to it. When you know your why, it's not about affirmation from the outside. It's about you feeling some peace inside of you. Loving what you're doing, being willing to work hard for it, but understanding that you're making a difference in that run of significant high achievement with my family's business. But there was a force bigger than me helping me get there. So I believe in the saying that God helps those who help themselves. I think it is up to us to take responsibility for everything that happens in our life. So you do a lot of speaking. What kind of groups do you like to speak to? I'll speak to any kind of group. I mean, I'm passionate about a lot of things, um, real estate, uh, marketing, brand development. Brand development's a big thing. Um, but I think in, in my book, I break it up into three parts. First is my story. Second are some elements, I call them elements, things that I leaned on as a leader uh, to excel. And then the third part are life hacks. And it's really about the focus on the you side of your life, not the work side of your life, and trying to be the best person you can be. You were telling me a story that I, I, I loved just before the show about somebody who got the book and then went back to you and bought yeah. three more or something yeah. like that. Uh, a friend, uh, he is now, he's become a friend, but he was actually somebody I hired to do some work uh, on my house. And... He saw my book, I signed the book, gave him a copy, went home, started reading it right away. I mean, here's a guy that's very passionate about what, he, what he's doing and wants, wants to be the best that he could be. Uh, was so, so much loving the book that he came back and bought four more copies for the people that he works for. Yeah, and I think it, it has to be a must-read uh, must book for all uh, owners of businesses and, and managers of businesses because if you're not addressing the why of the employees, uh, they, they have to know that you stand for something more than the almighty dollar. Well, I believe that. Uh, you know, we, when I was experienced in this high achievement, we kind of retooled our sales team. And 
I think I had one of the best sales teams in the industry. They were so passionate about what they were doing. We all had a burning why. We, we knew, first of all, we knew we were doing something special because we were accomplishing or achieving at such a high level, but we wanted to be the best in the industry. I mean, we were driven to be the best. And I think it's become more important. Um, when I grew up, I'm, a, I'm like the tail end of the baby boomers. And uh, when I was growing up, it was like, hey, life is not a bowl of cherries, kid. Suck it up. Um, pay your dues. And these days, kids are coming right out of college saying, okay, what do you stand for? Why should I work for you? Yeah, I, I don't know that we've done a good job explaining that life does come with challenges. You know, and, and so when there's a little bit of a, of a headwind, maybe it's in your job role or whatever, I, I, you know, the, the younger generation seems to just say, oh, this is, I'm, I'm not enjoying this. You know, as if, um, you know, we, we created this company to give them right. something to do. And, and yet at the same time, you have to respect their uh, need to want to be inspired in right. what they're doing. Um, but it takes both sides. You know, you, you want, as a leader, you want to inspire people, but you hope that you've hired people that want to be the best at what they're doing. Absolutely. We got some pictures off of your Facebook of you out um, speaking and promoting the book. And uh, does it give you joy to, to go out and connect with people? I, I love it. Um, you know, that they, they say that he who teaches learns twice. I love learning. And, you know, when I get a chance to speak, I hone my message. But I've also met some fantastic people that ask really important questions, which, again, you know, I think we're all, well, I hope we're all seeking, you know, answers to the, the bigger questions. And uh, so I always welcome the opportunity to, to be challenged. Let's give some advice to bosses because I know there's a lot of bosses out there that think they can paint a slogan on the break room wall <laughs> and that that gives people a why. It's, it's more than a slogan. It's much more than a slogan and you know being a leader you can look at leader as the person in charge and the person that has power and that's certainly true. That was never my leadership model. My leadership model was about, again, achieving greatness. You can't do it alone, so you need other people to do it. I wanted to inspire people. The more I could inspire people, the more that they could, you know, lift the company together with me, not just follow my, you know, my orders. So I think it's, it's critical as a leader that you, you value the people that are on your team and you treat them with respect but you also collaborate, mm. you know, and collaboration is to me, it's a wonderful word because it's, it's the idea of the round table, not, you know, someone who sits at the head of the table barking orders. Yeah. I love that. We're almost out of time. So give us uh, uh, some final thoughts. What would you like to leave people with? Oh gosh. I, you know, um, anything's possible. I think, you know, I, I believe uh, completely about, we have the ability to make the choices to live the life we want to live. It's totally in our power. Um, we have to dream anchored to where we are. So there's got to be a sense of reality of, of place. But um, I think, you know, I believe in creativity and innovation and anything's possible. Outstanding. The great Billy Ryan. We're going to end with the website, which is fixyourwhy.com. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Jeff.
That's it for now. We'll see you next time.